Now that this podcast has really taken off, I've been approached by dozens of well-known brands to sponsor the show, and I've said no to each and every one because this podcast is for the people. I won't give in to corporate greed and commercialism. I want to keep things pure and uncorrupted, and truthfully, no one is returning my calls. So it's time for another commercial-free episode of the number one podcast in America, according to my mom, Podfulness. Hello and welcome to another episode of Apocalypse. Let's get started. I work with a woman named Barb Kuhn. She also goes by Barbara, perhaps you know her. She is fun, she's smart, she cares about her family, and she has two daughters. And I asked Barb if either of her daughters listen to podcasts and she said Sinclair does she's got a favorite so I connected with Sinclair and guess what Sinclair is just as nice just as fun just as smart just as with it just as cool and now thanks to potfulness you get the opportunity to meet her so let's not waste any more time we've got an interview to get to I want to introduce you to Sinclair Kuhn let's get to it Sinclair, how are you today? I'm good, Mark. How are you? I'm doing very well. Where are you coming to us from? From Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh. And you live in some funky, cool, up-and-coming neighborhood, don't you? Yeah, I live in the Strip District, so it it is pretty fun and funky down here. That's right. Now, are you a Pittsburgh native? I am. I'm from the South Hills of Pittsburgh, Um, but once I came home from college, my sister and I were both in the healthcare field. We decided to move to the big city. So you're living with your sister? I do live with my sister. Does it feel like you're still living at home to a certain degree? Or are you seeing a different side of her because, you know, mom and dad aren't around? Um, it doesn't feel like we're living at home still. Some days it does because I have to take care of her. Okay. Um, I had to clean up and turn into my mom. But it, it's nice living with someone else. We have our good days and our bad days. But at the end of the day, we're family. And, you know, we kind of have to make up. We don't have a choice. Any pets roaming around that apartment? Yeah, we have two cats. We have Gucci and Prada, our cats. Oh my gosh, Gucci and Prada. What perfect names, especially for the podcast we're going to be talking about. But <laughs> she know. was a sweetie. Was that Gucci or Prada that you just showed That's me on Prada. camera? She's, she's white with the Prada blue eyes. So we've heard that they were my sister's college cats and now they live with us, but they're like mine at this point. We've lived together for almost two years. So your family. Right. and Gucci. Sure. So what is Pitts, what is Pittsburgh really like? Because every time people outside of Pittsburgh hear about Pittsburgh, it's blue collar. It's like there's coal and soot in the air. They just think right. back to what like Pittsburgh used to be, but I've been there. I dig it. So tell me what is Pittsburgh like? Right. I'm like Pittsburgh's biggest advocate. I tell all my friends and everybody that lives here because the people that live here want to leave here. And I'm like, why? Pittsburgh's the greatest city in America. I, I always say I'll die on that rock. Um, we're always probably a year behind all the other cities in terms of like cool bars, cool restaurants, like things to do for like young people. Mm -hmm. Um, but the people in Pittsburgh, they're called Yinzers, like that whole Yinzer mentality. I had no idea. Yinzer? Yinzer. Yeah. If you're like a Pittsburgher, you're called a Yinzer. So Yinz is a word, um, that Pittsburgh people use to say like you all like all of you. So they would address a group of people as yins, like are yins coming here. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. 
so there's like yens or mobs that go to all the Steelers games and the Pirate games and the Penguin games. So obviously the sports are really big here and I'm very into the whole sporting thing around. Yep. So I was actually at a Pirate game last night. Um, so I love that part about Pittsburgh. The people are relatively nice. You know, we're in like the Northeast United States, but people are very nice here. Um, you can walk around and feel safe 90% of the places around here. Yeah, you have your not nice parts but for the most part you know it's easy for suburban people to get in and out of the city um, right it's just like a collective group of people but for the most part everybody enjoys living here what is it like when the Steelers play the Eagles or when the Phillies come to town to play the Pirates what's that like so the craziest thing is as passionate and crazy as like Pittsburgh fans are they tend to be some of the nicest because mm-hmm. I go to almost every Steelers game and, you know, the other, um, like the Ravens, when the Ravens come, it gets kind of nasty. But it's because the other team, when they come in, they're all, they have their guard up. And usually, yeah. like, down the street, you'll hear other fans yelling. And Steeler fans, like, will yell some smart comment back. But there's not, like, fights or burning anything like that. Well, and Steeler fans are all over the country because I'm convinced in the 70s, they were so good. Right. right. And they used to be on TV Every Sunday, it was either the Steelers or the Cowboys, or when they both played, that was a thrill right. ride, right? And so, do you notice that when you're all over the country, if you're wearing your Pittsburgh sweatshirt, you'll find Steeler fans? Oh, all the time. And when I travel around, like you always find a Pittsburgh bar, which is the craziest thing. Like, I was in Austin, Texas, and went to a Steelers bar to watch a game. There's one in Orlando, Florida, you can go watch a game. You know, you're walking around in California, you see somebody wearing some random Steelers jersey. So, yeah, you see them. And it's a good conversation starter, especially when you're from there, because I feel like there's a lot of fans that aren't from here. Oh, sure. Now, I know you like sports. You are a golfer, right? I am a golfer. Yeah. Or was you... a golfer. What do you mean was? You're not golfing anymore? Um, I am. I teach for my dad. Uh, my dad has a golf academy in the South Hills of Pittsburgh. So I teach his junior classes um, in terms of playing. I probably haven't played since October. Granted, it snows here all winter. So uh-huh. makes it tough. Time for me too, but. Here and there I play, but not as regularly as I would like. And you played in college. I did. I played at St. Francis University in Loretto, Pennsylvania, a small little town, about two hours outside of Pittsburgh. And yeah. What was your career highlight? What's the one that you play, replay in your head all the time? There's a couple. Um, honestly, the most fresh in my memory, it wasn't a career high, but it was like the most memorable round that I had. It was my last round ever, actually, because my season got ended early because of COVID mm. um, my senior year. So I was playing with the top player in the conference and I ended up shooting one over par. All my parents, like both my parents were there. My best friends all came down to watch some other parents from St. Francis that lived down there came over and I just played really well that day. And our team ended up taking second, which for a small little school like us and a big tournament was a was a huge yeah. deal. Um, so we took second for the tournament. And then when we flew home, we went to class the next day. And then they told us we had to pack our bags and go home. So a lot of people. Oh, my gosh. A, yeah. So it was a kind of a whirlwind of emotion. It was crazy because a lot of people, you know, could have played poorly that last round and then been told they were done. So I was very lucky that, you know, everything fell into place for me. And my last round is kind of memorable as compared to people that didn't have the same experience. Does your sister golf? Oh, no, no. She's in a, um, or was in college, in a ethnic performing group out of Pittsburgh called the Tambritsons. So okay. she plays like six or seven instruments. She sings, she dances. 
um she does it all so we have our own things which is nice that is great. so no one has to live in anyone's shadow no right that's great so what's a day in the life like for you what's uh since you are in the medical profession is there a weekend or no or are you working well, weekends or no um a lot of jobs do have a weekend but i work on labor and delivery so i work three to four 12-hour shifts a week um and it's seven to seven either a.m to p.m or p.m to a.m so day or night shift um so if i'm waking up in the morning like for a day shift i get up at 5 30 i get ready i leave by six because the hospital i work at is not in the city it's actually south of the city and then i'll drive there i'm there till 7 30 doing whatever they throw at us and then i get home around 8 30. i usually don't even cook dinner and then i just go to bed to do it again the next day yeah how do you adjust if you're working overnights one week and then you're working days another week i mean right. doesn't that wreck your system oh yeah it does i have like i get horrible migraines like your eating schedules off some people love the night shift you know we have nurses and pas that only do nights because their bodies are just conditioned to be that way mm -hmm. um, Luckily for me, um, our PA supervisor that makes our schedule, she blocks all of mine together. So all of my nights are for the month are in a row. So I'll do like six nights in a row and then I'll readjust to going back to days. But I usually have a couple of days off in between each one to either make up on sleep or, you know, just kind of adjust my schedule. Now you're in there for labor. So you're seeing a lot of babies come into the world. Yes. Does it ever cease to be magical or is it still just very cool to be in the room for those things it's very cool to be in the room all the time um mm. it gets stressful at times like when you know like the, i've only done this a little over a year now but the more you know things can go wrong you anticipate you know what could happen so it's a little less sit back and watch and watch this beautiful thing happen and more like trying to proactively act so that everything goes smoothly so who are the most important people in your life if you had to select five people as the most important who are they Five people. Cats Definitely. do not count. Yes. Well, they, yeah, they wouldn't be in my top five. Oh. Uh, um, definitely both my parents. Um, I can honestly say I have the best parents in the whole world. They're, uh -huh. they're fun. They're caring. They drop anything if I needed them. Um, but they're also my friends. Like I talked to them about kind of any issue that I have, even before I would talk to my own friends. Um, yeah, I've met I, your mom before. She's kind of cool. She's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. And my dad's cool in a different way. Obviously, me and my dad have like the golf connection. So he and he doesn't have any boys. So he always jokes that like I'm the boy that he never had. So we mm -hmm. kind of have a sports thing going on. So other than them, I would say my grandma. Uh, my grandma was about a mile from us back at home. So when I was living at home, um, I saw her every single day. Um, I still talk to her every single day. If nice. it's three or four days and I don't go home for a visit, like we get kind of sad because we miss each other. So definitely her. I'll throw my sister in there just because I, I do need her, even if I don't admit it. Mm -hmm. We fight all the time, but if I didn't have her, my life would be very different. Right. Sure. One more. There's room for one more on this list. This is tough. Yeah. Do you have that one go-to friend that you've had your whole life? I do not actually. Um, a lot of people in our high school, you know, go different places. A lot of people move home. Um, but in terms of like girlfriends, I don't have one that's been there forever. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's probably hard to maintain friendships right now with how yeah. much you work and then how much you sleep and how weird your hours are. Cause probably 
at 4 a.m. when you get off work or, you know, no one's going to want right. to really and everybody, hang out. Everybody's busy nowadays. You know, everybody has lives and families. It's hard to keep up with people. Yep. At the moment, my best friend, her name's Ashley. She hey, was, Ashley. Yeah, she she's the best. She lives in Pittsburgh and um, she never wants to leave Pittsburgh. We always joke that like whatever guys in our life, like they just need to accept the fact that Pittsburgh's it and we're staying here for forever. Um, and I, I go to her for pretty much everything at the moment. So, so right. we'll give her a little, little shout out. Well, what is something about you that most people don't know? Like even Ashley, even your parents, is there something they don't know and you want to take this opportunity to share it? Oh, I wish I had something juicy, but I'm, no. I don't know. Look, everybody knows everything. I'm not shy whatsoever. So if you want to know it, chances are I'm going to tell you. Oh, darn. I was hoping to get something good. I know. Okay. Well, you're you're sort of just now starting your adult life, right? Um, yeah. Are you excited? Are you nervous? Are you concerned about bills getting paid? Like what's going through your mind? I would say I'm settled in the adulting checklist of things, you know, paying bills, rent, car groceries, all those things. I'm finally got the hang of, I think. Um, I think it's like someone my age, I had 25 last week. The only thing that gets concerning is, you know, like what's next? Like for most people, it's all, when are you going to get married? When are you going to have kids? Where are you going to settle down? Are you going to live in Pittsburgh forever? Are you going to live somewhere else? So it's kind of just not worried about it, but just the unknown of where you're going to settle. Boy, that hasn't changed the external pressures that people put on you. As yeah. soon as you graduate from college, so when are you getting married? And as soon right. as you get married, when are you having kids? So right. Take it easy here. Yeah. Uh, do you have some hobbies where you can let some steam off? I do. I work out a lot, um, even just walking. Or I, since I moved down here, like, it's really nice. Like, last night, I was able to walk to the Pyre game. You can walk to all the stadiums from here. So just walking, working out. I go out to eat all the time. All well, the you, time. you sound very responsible. A true yinzer. Sir. Right, right. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about your favorite podcast, and we're yeah. going to do so right after this short break. Podfulness. Do you have a favorite pair of pants? As soon as you get home from a long day of work, you immediately put these pants on. Maybe you have a favorite cozy sweatshirt. Well, guess what? Socks need love too. Don't you think it's time for socks to get more praise? I sure do. Socks deserve a space in your heart. Socks, they keep your toes warm, and that's no small feet. <laughs> Still got it. And now, back to the show. BFF Barstool. Yes. Okay. Tell me about the whole Barstool line of podcasts and products and content that's out there and then what is bff barstool so i actually wasn't really into barstool until i came across this podcast um one of my cousins she's real into the whole barstool thing she was like a barstool intern so she it's kind of like a live your life to the fullest don't care what anybody else thinks brand of having fun and partying and so a yolo type of thing kind of yeah yeah, that would be a good way to kind of equate it. Um, and all the people, all the content and everything that goes out is all about just having fun. And obviously there's a sports division to it um, where they like cover games and like fights and things like that. Um, but this particular podcast I came across on TikTok actually. So obviously 2020, 2021, 
everybody in their free time was on TikTok my age. Mm-hmm. So I was just finishing up PA school. I had that whole summer, had nothing to really do. So you flick through TikTok and then you get to know all of like the TikTok stars. Um, so the main TikTok star that's on the BFFs podcast, his name is Josh Richards. Um, and he, I forget the exact story. They talk about it in one episode, but how he linked up with Dave Portnoy. He was, he's the guy that founded Barstool. Um, so they linked up at an event or something and said, hey, let's do a podcast to kind of merge our two worlds together. Um, and then that's exactly what they did. It started popping up as like little snippets on my TikTok feed. And I thought it was really funny and informative for the whole TikTok world. So I listened to a couple episodes and I still listen to it here two years later. So Dave is the founder. He's a co-host of the show. Yep. Josh is a TikTok personality. Right. And he's also a co-host of the show. So for people listening who don't have TikTok, don't know much about it, and don't really know much about Barstool, they're probably not likely to check out this podcast, right? Definitely not. Would they be able to keep up with the conversation? If you keep any tabs on like reality TV, Uh celebrity drama, things like that, that's kind of all it is. And everybody like, not it makes fun of me, but they're like, why do you listen to that? I'm like, it's a break from the real world almost. You know, you get to hear about all this crazy celebrity drama, whatever they're talking about in their lives. And it's just like a break from the hustle and bustle stress of your current life. Well, I listened to a few episodes, so we'll talk about that in just a second. Do they bring anybody else on the show? They do. Every week they have a guest. Um, There's been like three or four weeks they haven't had a guest. But now they have a third co-star. Her name's Brianna LaPaglia, but she goes by Brianna Chicken Fry because that's her TikTok name. Oh. Um, so she was just a TikTok girl. She kind of blew up on TikTok for being doing these like vlogs of her day, um, which were always ridiculous. But she, she's very funny. Was um, chicken they, involved, though? Was she frying chicken in any of these videos? No, she um, was at Burger King. She does a bunch of drugs. And she was at Burger King, high on something, saw a chicken fry and said, hey, that's kind of what I look like because she's tall and thin. Changed her name to Brianna. Makes perfect sense. Yep, and it all makes sense. And so the three, so they'll have on a different guest, but Brianna is one of the regulars now. Now she is, yeah. About after, I'd say after the first year, they started to bring her on and now it's called BFFs with Josh Richards and Dave Portnoy and Brianna Chicken Fry. So now Now are they in? trying to intentionally push people's buttons are they trying to be controversial oh yeah okay so you get uh, that sense that they're trolling but they're right. aware that they're trolling they try and to the like audience knows themselves it. into the drama and as the podcast has gone on and on they've had more trouble getting guests on because they're like oh they know we're gonna ask the tough questions so people just don't come on so they've had a lot of repeat people mm-hmm. um but now even they're getting some bigger names back on it and is there a format to the show or is it just kind of anything goes? They just turn the mics on and start talking. Yeah. So normally it's the three of them. They start out chatting and then they bring on the guests and then there's a list of topics of like current events in those several realms that they dive into. Um, so then they ask, they go through the buzz topics and then the guests will give their input. They'll talk to them. They always give the guests like a little shameless plug. Like, what do you do? What are you promoting? All those things. Yep. And they usually play a game at the end. So when I listened to a few episodes, it was like a different language. 
that I was listening to. Yeah. So I didn't know the hosts, right? Yeah. I didn't really know what they were talking about. They had a lot of references to unfamiliar words and concepts. I'm 52, right? right. I like to think I'm kind of with it and hip, but I never got TikTok. Um, I, not that I never understood. I just never put it on my right. phone, but I've checked it out. But they were talking about different beefs that they had with TikTok personalities. So one episode, because I just randomly pick episodes and I jumped in. Um, and I even watched, listened to the trailer, which is usually wow. an explainer of what the podcast is about. That was a hot mess also. That was yeah. all over the place. But they were talking about a beef that I think it was maybe Josh had with a TikTok personality who talked about eyelashes. Like it was, oh, and yeah. she was lying about this makeup yep. brand that she promotes. Yep. And so what was that? I couldn't figure out what was going on. So that was one of the TikTok buzz topics. There's a famous makeup TikToker that is known for being like real. She's from Boston. Her name's Michaela. She gives like realistic makeup reviews. Like she'll say if she doesn't like it. So there was a big scandal, if you want to call it that, that she was promoting a mascara, but in her video put false eyelashes on instead of just using the mascara people are saying oh misleading been, yeah so she's been big for a couple of years now and they're like they took her soul they paid her she's not real anymore so they talk <laughs> i think they talked about that for almost that entire episode that sounds nuts they talk about fashion a lot too mm -hmm. which is something as you can tell i don't know a lot about oh yes you do at least you match yeah at least i match yeah you you don't even see i have pajama pants on right now <laughs> Uh, but the show, the podcast, it's super casual, right? Mm -hmm. Like I heard noises. I heard mics being clanked around. You hear people, you know, putting their drinks on the counter. Yeah. Uh, it's not like they get settled in first. It's just like, I have a seat here. Let me put your mic on. And it's really almost like behind the scenes of, of a podcast taking place. Yeah, no, for sure. But they were not ashamed to talk about if they were high or not mm -mm. at that moment, right? Um, I noticed some of the advertisers, it was like a commercial for Delta 9. Or yeah. for Cane's, which is a fried chicken place, which makes yeah. sense because of Brianna's love of chickens. Yeah. A hard seltzer, right? So is it safe to say, I'm not saying anything about you, Sinclair, but do most of the people that listen to the show, are they into that lifestyle? Or is it just a chance to goof around and just escape, like you said earlier? I think it's keeping up with like celebrity slash TikTok drama events, plus, you know, escaping from your regular life. Um, but there's definitely the, probably that subset of people that are all in on that barstool mentality of like party, drugs, mm -hmm. sports, all that stuff. And I'm not saying barstool is all about that, like that they promote it, but it's kind of like a safe, open space, I guess, to have fun and do whatever you want to do. Well, I know barstools, it seems like every campus has a barstool handle, at least on Twitter. So yeah. here I live in Indianapolis, and so I'll always see the Indiana University barstool account or the yeah. Purdue Barstool account. And, you know, and they're always talking trash about the other right. campuses, right? So is this something you listen to every week? Um, I try to do it every week. It depends like on my work schedule. So I go on these things I call work walks. So our hospital's a circle. So I walk round and round and round the circle. And that's usually when I listen mm -hmm. to the podcast. And are the beefs that they talk about as celebrities, is it pretty much TikTok focused or do they dabble in... Hollywood or people that the yeah, mainstream they might know about. Hollywood. They do like YouTubers, TikTokers, um, Hollywood, comedians. They started bringing some comedians in. Okay. Theo um, Vaughn is the biggest comedian they've had. I don't know if you've heard of him. He has a podcast himself. Um, 
so yeah, it kind of just depends, I think, on who they can get on. Yeah. Well, it was a wild ride, and it's actually a nice glimpse into like what ages would you say listen to the show? People in their twenties. Yeah, pro- anybody in college. I would say college on college to twenty eight, twenty nine. Mm-hmm. But then you, I would have to think that some of the Dave Portnoy fans, he's forty five, I think, somewhere in that range, that okay. they would listen as well. But he always says like that his listeners probably have no idea what they're talking about and he doesn't the funny part is he doesn't know what they're talking about half the time he's so busy. <laughs> i do like that he runs this ginormous company and then he'll just come in and they'll put the sheet in front of them and he's like i've never heard of this person in my life and then you know josh and brianna have to explain to him who it is so it's like the dynamic between them that kind of makes it light and funny now pat mcafee is a he started with barstool didn't he I believe so. So that's a podcast that uh, Corey Howard and I talked about in, in an earlier episode. But has he ever been on the BFF show? No, I don't think so. The other big one that came from Barstool was Call Her Daddy. Uh-huh. That that's like a huge young woman podcast. Um, Alex Cooper is her name. She started at Barstool. And then she sold her podcast from Barstool to Spotify for some ridiculous amount. But Of course. She came from, from them as well. So you know what Barstool reminded me of? Um, I used to watch a lot of MTV as a youth, right? When they had music videos on. And I know MTV, the demo that they tried to hit was like age 14 to 27. Yeah. And so I remember being 26 thinking, oh, I'm still into this. I swear, as soon as I turned 28, all of a sudden MTV made no sense to me. Really? Oh my gosh, they really are hitting the, yeah, the 14 to 27 demo. And so when I listen to BFF Barstool, it's just, it's another world. It's not a bad world. It's just, it's different. I mean, this is where- this, you know, it's the generation gap. Right. right? And like, if you're not on TikTok and you know, Instagram reels going through all these things that you would see, like the only reason it's semi-interesting to me is because I have time, a decent amount of time on my hands to go through and, you know, these things just pop up for me. Yeah. Um, so I kind of see it. But if I'm not on like TikTok for the week or don't see anything, you know, on Instagram for the week, then I, I also get kind of lost. But you can always sit and wait for the game or just listen to them kind of BS about whatever happened right. to them. Well, if you're looking for a show that talks about TikTok, where they fabricate beefs, yep. they antagonize other people, BFF Barstool is perfect for you. That's it. That's right. So since you are into sports yes. and you are a lover of Pittsburgh, I want to play a little game with you. Okay. And I'm just calling it Pittsburgh movie trivia. Oh boy. Okay. Very simple. So you've got an allegiance to the steel city. Do they still call it the steel city? They do. Yeah. Okay. Since you are an expert on all things Pittsburgh, this is what I'm going to do. I've got seven questions ready to go. Okay. Each question is worth 20 points. And the goal is to score at least a hundred points. If you score a hundred or more, you will receive the same prize as if you scored less than a hundred which is a very nice meal at your favorite restaurant, all expenses paid by your mom. Oh, perfect. She doesn't know about this, but I'm sure she'll be fine with it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So are are you ready to go with Pittsburgh movie trivia? I am. All right, here we go. In 1979, Dr. J, Stockard Channing, Rizzo from Greece, Jonathan Winters, a deceased comedian starred in a movie about a failing basketball team that started to succeed thanks to music and astrology. I mean, I think that's kind of the plot. It's been a while since I've seen it. What is the name of this movie? Oh 
Oh God, I have no idea. Now here's your here's your hint. Since it had to do with astrology, Pisces was involved. Pisces is a fish, so the movie was called. Oh, Sinclair. I'm bad at movies. That's my thing. Movies are my downfall. I don't watch movies. Oh, well, you're certainly not going to watch this one. The Fish That Saved Pittsburgh. All right, so unfortunately, no points for you. Here we go. Toby Maguire, Michael Douglas, Francis McDormand, and Robert Downey Jr. joined forces to make a movie called Wonder Boys, which was set in Pittsburgh. Who wrote the song for the movie? And he won an Academy Award for the song in 2000. The song was called Things Have Changed. He is a legend in the music business. He went electric early in his career, which blew everyone away. His, He's all older than me. His <laughs> real last name is Zimmerman. I know. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Oh, my gosh. I'm worried you're not going to get that dinner. Oh, no, you're going to get the dinner even if you lose this game. I'm locked in tight. I'm out of range. I used to have things of Sinclair, 0 for 2. I am 0 for 2. Wow. All right, he, here we go. You know the author John Green? Yes. Yes. He lives in my town, by the way. No way. But he doesn't know that I live in his town because he doesn't know who I am. Not yet. Right, not yet. But regardless, he is a prolific author. He's a fascinating guy to listen to. What book did he write that took place in Indianapolis, but when they turned it into a movie, they filmed it in Pittsburgh? Is he the one that wrote Perk to be in a wallflower? No, he is not. I don't think. No. Did that take place in Pittsburgh? Huh? That was a good movie. I like that movie. Did that take place in Pittsburgh? Yeah, it actually filmed in my high school. Aha, uh-huh, I didn't know that. Okay, no, we're talking about a different movie about different high school students. The Fault in Our Stars. The Fault in Our Stars, Sinclair. That's exactly right. It is so specific to Indianapolis, and uh, they got a better rate in Pittsburgh, I guess. So yeah. That stinks for us. All right. Good job. 20 points. Many actors have played Batman on the big screen, but only one comes from the Pittsburgh area. Who is this likable, talented, former superhero? He was born in Kennedy Township, wherever that is, in 1951. He was raised between McKees Rocks, Coropolis, and Robinson Township. That doesn't mean anything to anyone outside of Pittsburgh. Just south. Um... He was the first Batman in the movies. No, this is horrible. Oh, just tell me. Michael Keaton. I want you to tell all your friends about me. What are you? I'm Batman. Oh, Sinclair. I know. Speaking of Batman, hopefully you'll get this one. The Dark Knight Rises starred Christian Bale as the Cape Crusader, and Tom Hardy played the movie villain Bane. In this movie, there's a scene that was filmed at Heinz Field where a player is running back a touchdown. And as he does, the earth is falling in on itself because there was a bombing by Bane. He scores. He turns around. The field is gone. Can you name the former Pittsburgh Steeler who scored a touchdown in the movie? And he wore the number 86 in the movie as he did for the Steelers. I'm really horrible at this game. People are going to think I'm lying that I live here. 
Bane comes out. There's a singer, uh, like a little boy, I think singing the national anthem. Bane says, That's a lovely, lovely voice. Who did you say? Heinz Ward is correct. That is right. Heinz Ward. Okay. 40 points. Okay, I got two, so I'm not. No, you're doing great. You're on a hot streak. Okay, here. This is a softball, okay? Got it. What is the 1939 American Western filmed starring Claire Trevor and John Wayne? It was based on a 37 novel called The First Rebel. It was filmed in Pittsburgh. It's not a softball. I just know you have no idea what this is. No idea. A 1939 no. American Western. Allegheny Uprising. How did you not know that? I'm sorry. I love those old Westerns. <laughs> oh, yeah. I bet that's a winner right there. All right. And finally, I guarantee you, you'll get this one. What is something cool that most people do not know about Pittsburgh? What's something that you find that makes it special that most people might not know? Mm. A lot of people in Pittsburgh don't even know this, like people that are from, because the crazy thing is a lot of people say they're from Pittsburgh, but that could mean an hour outside of the city itself. Um, mm -hmm. There's a, a trolley system that goes to the suburbs called the T. Um, everybody calls it the T. Um, and it can take you from like uh, the South Hills Village Mall. It can take you, I believe it goes up until to Monroeville. Um, so you can get from the outskirts to the inskirts on a trolley, which I feel like a lot of cities don't have. It's just you get to the city and then you can get around. Um, but a lot of people in the close suburbs to the city can get in and out of the city using that trolley. System. I did not know that. I know about the incline. Yep, there's the incline. Um, and actually, the bottom of the incline is a tea station. So, uh -huh. so you can hit both of those in one trip. Yep, because I lived on Mount Washington. Um which I believe in one of the, there was an article that came out that it was like one of the seven wonders of the United States. They called it that because um, it's the big mountain that yeah. overlooks Pittsburgh that's beautiful. Um, but that's where the incline is. So a lot of people live on Mount Washington will take the incline to the bottom and then hop on the T to get to wherever they have to go to work in the city for the day. So that's kind of cool. That's Excellent. A so if people are visiting Pittsburgh, Ride the trolley, tell them Sinclair sent you, and you will get a 0% discount. Yeah, which they is want not, to know who I am. Which is not bad. Well, Sinclair, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Yeah, this was fun, too. And next time, I promise I'll give you some more modern movie trivia about That's your fair city. Appropriate okay. <laughs> age appropriate questions. Okay, age-appropriate. You got it. Y-I-N-Z-E-R, Yinzer. That is a term that I'd never heard before, but don't you feel more worldly now? Just because you've learned something from Podfulness, every single episode you learn something new about people, about the world around you, about humanity, don't you? If you are interested in coming on the show, you can reach out to me. I think I've told you this before, well, I'm gonna tell you again. Reach out from Instagram, reach out from Twitter. The handle is at podfulness. Send me an email. The email is podfulness at gmail.com. Or if you've got a really strong voice, just yell really loud. I might be able to hear you. Make sure it's a clear night with no clouds so that way sound travels further. So go ahead and give that a try. My name is Mark Bernstein. I am your host. I appreciate you listening. And guess what? I'll see you next time on another episode of... Podfulness. Podfulness.